Hi, my name is Anda Ginska, and this is Pros and Content. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Notch, a digital content intelligence platform. I'm a massive data nerd who's fallen in love with storytelling. And so on the Pros and Content podcast, we will be featuring a series of really incredible leaders who believe in storytelling and who have different perspectives on the importance, measurement, scalability, and optimization of storytelling. Today, I'm joined by the amazing Christina Jones, who is the SVP of Customer Marketing, Brand Partnerships, C-Suite Engagement at Salesforce. And funny enough, in the time since we recorded the episode, Christina has actually been promoted and been given more responsibility, which I think is a testimony to how amazing she is as an executive and as a marketer. Christina has such an interesting story. She's really one of my favorite people in the industry. She came from the creative landscape. She used to work at 20th Century Fox, but she was a part of the technology team there. She talks a lot about bridging that gap between the creative side of the house and the technology side of the house. I think at her core, Christina is a creative. She loves and embraces storytelling in every single way. But she's also one of those really unique marketers who appreciates and uh, and embeds the data side just as much. I think she brings a really interesting perspective, um, both from a B2C and a B2B standpoint. Although ultimately, as she often says to me, it's all about marketing to humans, regardless of whether it's businesses or consumers. Her job, her presence, her enthusiasm around storytelling, I think really lends credibility to the idea that content can work across any industry, as long as it's done right, with the right message, with a genuine message, and enough humility. And I think her work at Salesforce since she got there has been really tremendous in showcasing some of the stories of the customers and the trailblazers that are changing the world by using technology like the one that Salesforce has to offer. Here's my conversation with Christina. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Christina, and welcome to Pros and Content. It is such an honor to have you here because you are one of the most passionate voices that I know in the industry about storytelling, and you really, really care about uncovering true stories of people that that matter, of uh, people that make change. And you've done that for so many years across uh, creative industries as well as now in, in the technology industry. So I wanted to turn it over to you real quick just to get you to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your story, and then we're going to jump in, talk about storytelling. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, and it's an absolute honor to be here. As you know, I'm a huge fan of the work that you're doing. So tell me a little bit about your time at Fox and um, and how did that influence your perspective on storytelling? I know you went through a bunch of different teams um, some on the marketing side, some of the creative side, you then worked with technology. And I think some of the things we've talked about is that storytelling is really kind of the work of a lot of different teams coming together. So just interested, how did you navigate the organization to, to kind of thread the needle of storytelling across the board? Yeah, 1000%. Um, I started my career on the television side, um, in international marketing and um, in the television side, it was a little easier, I believe, to connect with audience. Um, even, I guess, 17 years ago, um, there was not quite as much content out there that people um, that who that people had to compete against, um, as opposed to today, when you know you're not just competing against a couple of different channels. You're now with the advent of all these streaming platforms, competing against pretty much every piece of content that's ever been created, which in itself is a daunting um, experience. Mm -hmm. You're also competing with 
every other entertainment experience that is out there, including gaming and experiential events, et cetera. So getting people to uh, recognize your stories is becoming more and more challenging. So um, as part of my career, um, I started becoming really interested in audiences and cultures and what drove them. And again, I was fortunate to work in international, so I had the ability to uh, study how different audiences consume different content, um, which led to me um, being tapped to launch the franchise development division at 20th Century Fox, uh, a company of franchises like X-Men, the Ice Age franchises, um, Rio, Night at the Museum, but we really needed to go to the next step, which was we were actually making a lot of sequels. How do we turn them into franchises? And as with everything, the answer lies with the audience. It is what does the audience want? So once again, taking the opportunity to study the audience is what helped me inform what the different um, executions, um, uh, extensions of these story worlds were going to be. And uh, how I ended up getting more interested in technology is, again, if you consider that we were making sequels and we would open a movie and then the movie would be available on DVD and then the sequel would come out, uh, where the fandoms lived in the interim was in the digital space. Mm -hmm. So I needed to get a lot smarter about understanding what were the drivers for them, uh, what did they care about, what would keep them engaged in the in-between time. Um, and that led to me developing a really great relationship with uh, John Herbert, who is the um, global CIO at 20th Century Fox. And um, Were you one of the only people who were kind of connecting between the creative and the tech teams? Because I think that's a pretty unique skill set that you developed there, right? It is. Uh, it was one of those, I'm a bit of a type A self-starter. And so <laughs> if I don't get the answer, I will go you searching get to do for it. it. Yeah, totally. Which is how I ended up meeting John. Um, there was at one point a um, an executive in IT who didn't really understand what I was trying to accomplish. And as with any industry, we all want to be experts in our space. Mm -hmm. And so instead of talking together, we were talking at each other, which frustrated me. So I started looking for my own solutions. And if you work at a large company and you start looking for your own IT solutions, eventually the CIO will come knocking on your door, <laughs> which in my case was a blessing. Uh, that is how I started. Um, I Did you think it was a blessing the initial first time he came to you? Yes. Yes. That's a thousand good. percent. I love the opportunity to engage with people who are smarter than I am in areas that I am trying to learn. And John Herbert is um, excellent in his class. Yeah. He is one of those unique CIOs that is able to engage and have the conversation with the technologists, but make creatives feel comfortable and that they're uh, being heard. Um, so how anyway, did you, by the way, just because I want to go a level yeah, deeper with you, because yeah. because I know that you can. Yes. How did you deal with the emotional piece of basically chartering uh, uncharted territory and and facing resistance? Because you're essentially trying to drive change in a large organization. And there were probably moments where you felt like you weren't necessarily supported. A thousand percent. I think it's, well, I was lucky that I worked at 20th Century Fox and 20th Century Fox is famous for its entrepreneurial spirit. So they do encourage people to reach and try new things. Mm -hmm. uh, the frustration is that some people don't always like data. They don't like the information that the, that they are hearing. It was not very popular for me to say we were not making franchise, that we were making sequels. Um The IT executive did not appreciate when I started partnering with the CIO, right. but it 
it's ultimately not about us. We're not making stories for ourselves. We're making stories for fans, for mm -hmm. audiences who want to consume them. And making content that I think is cool or that marketing thinks is cool is fantastic. But we really need to consider, does the fan think it's cool? Is it something that they want to experience? Especially when you get into these franchises of like apes and aliens, there's like these rabid fans. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do is disrespect them by creating inauthentic storytelling. So uh, my background in creative was helpful in that I'm able to make content creators feel comfortable. I'm not trying to bastardize their content. Uh, any content creator who may, who tells stories has a million more hours in their head, right? And so instead of being a bit myopic and thinking that that story can only be told across one platform in the film or on DVD with the, you know, value-added material at the end, it is, well, what are the other stories that we can tell on other platforms that the uh, fan can engage with and feel connected and continue to feel connected with this story in the in-between time? Like, uh, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, comic books, television extensions. But when you start getting into that extended storytelling, that's when the creative executive is critical. Where the data is helpful is the data can help the creative executive understand of those thousands of extra hours that they have in their head. What do the fans want to hear? What do they want to experience more of? That's where the marriage becomes critical. Yeah, and being honest to the data as well, which is actually pretty hard. I mean, I, as you know, we work with really big organizations, and I always used to talk about the importance of measuring every distribution channel so that they don't get to grade their own homework and fixing the external transparency issues that come along with that. But there's a lot of internal transparency issues because when you're invested in the creation of a piece of content and you've put so much into it, the last thing you want to hear is that it didn't work, right? I don't mind hearing that. You don't. <laughs> I don't mind hearing that. Uh, I think the value of understanding what's not working quickly is yeah. valuable. Yeah. If you're creative, um, you should not be a one-trick pony, right? So you should have a couple of different ideas about where the story can tell. And the beauty of technology, the curse of technology, the beauty of technology is it can help you find that audience. Mm -hmm. The curse of the technology is it can help you find that audience um, inauthentically. Yeah. So the worst That's thing you can well do is leverage tech to target you and you are disappointed in what you are targeted with because unfollow is catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, totally. So tell me a bit about how you decided to make this switch into B2B technology. Well, my last role, uh, I obviously have developed quite a passion for this. So um, I ended up reporting to John Herbert, and then ultimately Paul Cheesebro, who was the CTO at 21st Century Fox, another incredible executive who understands the value of creative and how technology can make us all better. Um, and my last role was as EVP of creative and tech strategy, bridging the gap between creatives and technologists because it's critical because creatives need to understand that it is important in some regard to be uh, the master of your own destiny. You're creating this beautiful content. Don't, don't you want to be a part of the conversation in how that content is then distributed? Um, which ultimately led me to being a featured customer at Dreamforce. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, through that experience, I started getting to know Salesforce. Um, and as a mission-driven human, 
um, their trailblazing message really resonated with me. And when you have co-CEOs like Mark Benioff and Keith Block who believe that the business is business is doing well and any business can be a platform for change and encouraging trailblazers, people to, you know, step outside their comfort zone and lean into their passions. It was a hard decision to leave a company that I was with for 17 years, but it was the right decision to make. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Hmm. And so, so tell me, how did you bring the creative technology blend, the storytelling muscle to Salesforce? Was it there to begin with? How, how are you thinking about it now? Salesforce is an incredible marketing machine. Uh, they're an events-driven company. I mean, there's literally an event happening probably now mm-hmm. somewhere in the globe mm-hmm. at any time, which is great. We love to celebrate our trailblazers and our customers. What the opportunity was is beyond B2B Mm -hmm. um, as we are moving into this age where I think you and Gary were even talking about this last night where people are really leaning into their entrepreneurial spirit. Yep. Every, they need to be aware that every company is a technology company. Right. And as part of that, you need to be mindful also of the stories that you are telling and what technology are you going to use to connect with your customers which is uh, where Salesforce really excels. And then when you get a little further deeper into it, when you're trying to start measuring the success of your uh, campaigns so that you don't have to wait for a whole cycle to go through before Before you you reiterate, a company like Notch is invaluable. Yeah, thank you. I agree. (laughs) So um, how does the, the kind of realm of storytelling and content work inside of Salesforce? Is it something that's, Centralized. I mean, I know the answer to this, but yeah. I would love for you to share with the listeners because there's so many teams where content happens across the entire organization. And now there's a question around how do we create a cohesive strategy across the board? Where are you at on that journey? Well, we have a fabulous uh, CMO. Her name's Stephanie Buscemi. She's helping uh, bring us all together. She's been building out a content framework because Salesforce does so many things. Um, and what I have discovered during my time at Salesforce is that I'm hard pressed to find an enterprise company that does not use Salesforce. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to grow and build and reach new customers um, and our offerings continue to evolve and become more sophisticated, we need to stay abreast of that as marketers to help ensure that the end user understands what the opportunities are holistically. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you can imagine, there's a giant machine of people telling stories We have a plethora of platforms across which we're pumping out these stories, um, both owned and paid. And so getting a cohesive strategy around that so that you always know where this content is laddering up to is something that Stephanie is hyper-focused on. Um, I'm fortunate in my role that as the um, head of customer and trailblazer marketing, I work directly with the customers to tell their stories. And the best storytelling for me is authentic storytelling. So I'm not telling them how to tell their stories. I give them a platform to share their stories and then we elevate it. And what's the goal of these stories? Do you think of them as instruments for driving awareness of the Salesforce brand? Is it more... um, making sure that everyone who uses Salesforce thinks of Salesforce as more than just a technology company? Is it to inspire new entrepreneurs who haven't yet gone to the scale to use Salesforce or is it everything above? That's the beauty of Salesforce. It is 
literally everything you said. Yeah. We have like the essentials product is for the entrepreneur who is just getting started. Um, we have a community of trailblazers, of admin and developers who are ready to help solve that. We have uh, solutions for small, medium business. And then, of course, we have our enterprise solutions. Um, we have the customer stories that I'm interested in telling are the ones that are not just about perfection. It's um, it's about a full journey. No one just comes out at the perfect end. So those stories can inspire other people who might be at that same uh, inflection point in their career or their company or their offering where being able to look across and see that someone has experienced the same thing is powerful. That is the beauty of Dreamforce and the world tours as well because beyond having those experiences in the digital platform, you can meet these people face to face and there's these great conferences like Trailhead DX where you can go straight into there, find the, per the developers and the people that you've seen reflected in these stories and connect with them. Yeah, I think driving empathy is so important because um, the struggle is just as important as the success. And I think oftentimes entrepreneurs basically give up before they start because they just realize how hard it is and they feel so lonely even thinking about it. What did you say yesterday? There's no... Companies don't fail, people give up? Yes. Yeah. I don't want people to give up. There's yeah, like same. There's so much opportunity. Um, I believe that across the board, uh, leaning into the equality and inclusion conversation at times, it can feel very one note. Um, being a black woman in technology, I try to encourage as many people to enter of all the industries. It's not a nice to have, it's a must to have, but um, creating cultures where inclusion is part of the DNA is something that Salesforce is great at that I hope um, others can emulate. Um, and I hope you get to tell these stories too, the stories of... Those are, that's one of my passion projects yeah. is the, this Make Change program that I launched when I started. Um, again, business of business is doing well. Every business can play a platform for change. So we have a program called Make Change that is celebrating those that do use their platform to drive change. We were really excited to be able to capture you mm -hmm. in one of our Yeah, because I'm a customer. 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, 1, I think me and everyone else under the sun, but yes. <laughs> exactly. But hearing authentic stories from people like yourself is really powerful for people. Um, there's, I'm tired of thought leadership, like everybody theorizing about the art of the possible. I want to celebrate action leadership again, so people can see themselves reflected in these journeys and hopefully inspire on their, um, embark on their own trailblazer journey. Totally. We'll be right back to prison content after this brief message. The Pros and Content Podcast is brought to you by Notch, the content intelligence platform for brands. For a demo, and to learn how to best plan, measure, optimize, and benchmark your content marketing strategy, visit us at notch.com. K-N-O-T-C-H dot com. Notch. It's all you'll ever need. So, what are some of the challenges um, in, in scaling storytelling, in convincing the internal or external stakeholders of the authenticity and the importance of these stories. What have you found? I, I want to make sure we, we also talk about the struggle, yeah, right? Because we just talked about the well, importance of that. Yes, it does not matter. Um, it does not matter what industry you are in. Us marketers and creatives are precious snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> and we love the content that we create. 
And when you work in brand, you're very precious about your brand and you want to make sure that you tell the perfect story that highlights your brand. No different than when I was in entertainment and there was like a worry about opening up these story worlds um, for other people to participate in them. But I welcome that. I love authentic stories. Uh, I love to hear from new, fresh voices. Um, that is a constant struggle where data has always been my friend mm -hmm. because I am able to show pound for pound what works, yeah. right? This and optimize works. when it doesn't. Exactly. When it doesn't work, we're able to stop and iterate. And again, you know, data is not the be all end all. There's still the creative piece. And regardless of what some insights tell you, there's some things that you still have to do, but it also creates the opportunity to say, what if, and is there something additional that we can do? Is another space, is there, none of, is there enough room for us to tell a different story that can target a whole new audience? My biggest frustration when I was in entertainment was the old uh, four quadrant, all audience. That's just not authentic anymore. It's not male, female, above 25, below 25. Who lives like that? Uh, when I was in franchise, and again at Salesforce, I'm interested in all audience, niche audiences, small audiences, um, so that you can reach the broadest um, population possible. Again, nice to do and important to do when I was in entertainment, critical to do in the technology field. How do you think you can uncover the most important stories to tell? And... Um, do you think that there's potentially an issue inside of large companies, maybe Salesforce, maybe others, where there's too much content, there's too many stories? It's 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 not it's not just there is a I'm like I throw up my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing you. <laughs> I feel like I should describe Christina right now. I feel like I've tapped into a an important place here. <laughs> yes, this is this has always been my biggest frustration. And so I'm gonna be really cautious in how I explain this so it doesn't sound like I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> the solution to cutting through the clutter is not making a whole bunch of more content. Mm -hmm. What you are doing is cluttering the field with more content that is just out there um, interrupting access to the stories that you want to tell. And cheapening probably cheapening the, the brand. brand. What you need, because if I target you with the wrong piece of technology helps me find you, and I target you with content that you don't value, when the next story comes along, you are not You're going not to engage. engage. That's yeah. a myth. Yeah. So it's hard when you cannibalize yourself. And we also do each other a disservice across industries when we're doing this because it's, it's hard to reach your end user. What is important is to create excellent content. And by excellent, I don't mean that it's pitch perfect. I mean it's authentic and true to the brand and what the end user, the fan, the consumer, the customer, whatever you call them, is looking for. That's excellent content, not the stuff that is going to win me a Clio it's the content that helps you be better at whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, it's interesting that our industry has so many award ceremonies, right? Where uh, a bunch of judges who I'm, are great folks from the industry get to judge what content wins and what content doesn't win. And somehow success is based on that versus audience feedback. There is an opportunity to be more mindful and intentional in the stories we tell uh, I have a colleague in our equality department who created a content framework, uh, 
it's, it looks like a checklist, but it's really a framework that helps people be more mindful with the stories they tell around inclusive marketing. Again, um, this means that you're being mindful of the representation, the tone, um, you're represent, you're mindful about not stereotyping and maybe leaning into counter stereotyping. Those are things that I would be interested in seeing awards for. I'd be interested in seeing awards around people who are leveraging and we do the, leveraging their platform to drive change, who are really, um, making the world a better place. Those are interesting awards, not just the coolest, most witty. I mean, I'm a creative. I love those. I, I, I spend an hour with a, an executive right before this, you know, geeking out on content that's coming down the pipeline, awards that I hadn't seen because I spent the last year being, um, you know, learning Salesforce. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning. I've only been there a year and a half. But people want more. Mm -hmm. And and those stories are useful in some spaces, the Super Bowl events. But what about in the in-between time? Everyone's on their phone. There's a myriad of platforms uh, for you to tell multiple stories, multi-platform storytelling. Um, why not tell stories, again, that are inspirational, that inspire people, that drive change? Those are stories that I'm really interested in. Um, and how do I find them? Again, listening, uh, marketers, we like to talk at people, uh, being mindful, taking a pause, and listening to the actual, listening tools are great, but sometimes reading the content, the, uh, the actual comments is very informative, and people will elevate stories that they are passionate about. Well, thank you. This was really great. This was awesome. Love, thank you. I love the me. hand throwing. <laughs> I know I can always get a lot of passion out of you when it comes to this. So thousand percent. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Hopefully we'll do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Anda. Thank you. That was my conversation with Christina. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can tell how passionate she is by the number of times she was waving her hands in the air during the entire podcast. I hope you could feel that in the way she was talking about everything that she was sharing. And I think something that was really important was essentially this massive takeaway, which is you have to bridge a gap between creative and technology, between content and IT. There's absolutely no way to win in this space unless you do that. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And for any feedback that you have, please email me at anda at prosandcontent.co. I would love to hear from you, especially if you'd like to nominate other speakers for us to feature. And if you want to hear more amazing content about the pros and cons of making content or being a better storyteller in today's world, please head to prosandcontent.co for more episodes. The best thing you could do for us is to rate, review, and share the series so we can grow the community and the much-needed conversation around the purpose and importance of brand storytelling. See you next time on Pros and Content.